0: What's up, everyone? This is Sean Jaffrey, and you are listening to the Mississauga Life and Real Estate Podcast. This is a space where we talk about the ever-changing landscape of real estate. Hope you benefit from this and have a few laughs along the way. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the Mississauga Life Podcast. Uh, I have uh, Sohail Khan with me. Sohail, how's it going? It's going all right, man. You know what, uh, It was. I was thinking about this earlier today. So I call this podcast, The Mississauga Life, right? And it's, it kind of stuck for a bit, but I'm thinking I'm like, you know, like, I live in Oakville, you live in Oakville, <laughs> even though we spend a lot of time in Mississauga doing other things, like my kids go to school in Mississauga, our office is in Mississauga, right? Uh, So maybe somewhere down the road, we might have to do like a name change. Who knows?
1: Maybe. All right. So
0: let's start with, this is going to be, this is our first official podcast for 2024. Uh, Let's start with last year. Well, first of all, how were your holidays? I know that, I'm sure you took some time off in December, right? Maybe a week or two. Like, what did you, what did you do, man? What did you get up to? Oh,
1: man. Uh, Holidays are always short. So uh, just... It was a little bit of a recharge with the challenging year that it was last year. So a couple of weeks just stayed home. Normally we travel, but this year we kind of just you know chilled back because this winter's been amazing. This is the latest winter we've yes. ever had.
0: Absolutely, that's the oh. reason why we had like I, I was looking at the sales for past December and it was higher than the year before. And I was just like, why is it higher? The rates are actually gone up. Well, because the weather was good, people are off, and so some real estate shopping was happening there. So yeah. I was. I was sort of like in the same boat as you. Like I was, you know, we're off the kids were off from school for two weeks, right? And so they're home, right? I've got a home office and I can only work so much and then, you know, you got kinda you get started <laughs> get into the holiday mode and whatnot. And then so we just I hate a record amount of popcorn and I watched like a record amount of movies with the guests. I gotta tell you it was the best two weeks of my life. Every single time I was told that I had to like go attend a dinner or go for a lunch. I literally dragged my feet because I was so comfortable at
1: home for those two weeks. Yeah, but But, uh, I totally understand. I mean, keep too.
0: I was off schedule for a bit. Believe it or not, I mean, I I, for those two weeks, I didn't go to the gym even once, and I felt like a slob afterwards. (laughs) You know what I mean? So once the kids were off to school, I was like, "All right, awesome, this is good." And they're like, "Are you happy to see us go back to school?" I'm like, "Look." I love you guys, but I need my routine, right? And so now I've been back consistently for the whole month of January so far. January twenty fifth, been going to the gym like every day, every other day. So that's good. That's uh, yeah, but I miss my routine, man. I'm I'm glad to be back in the swing of things, you know.
1: That's all right. It seems you know the older that I get, it's harder to get back on routine on track. I remember, yes. I remember even like 10 years ago, it, it was like a snap of the fingers and I was ready to go. Now we, I we, mentally prepared myself. know. Like... we've
0: become a routine, right? we become a routine. And and I'll be honest with you, like routine for me, like even like uh, on the su- on a Sunday when we we don't have any commitments, we're not going anywhere, we're home. I still get up early because it's become a part of the routine now, right? Like I can't sleep in. And if I do, I feel gross about it. Like if mm-hmm. I get up at like 11, I'm like, what the, where am I? <laughs> So anyway, so last year, uh, let's uh, talk a bit about real estate because you know it's a real estate show, I guess. So we have to talk about real estate. Uh, last year, how would, you, how would you briefly describe 2023 when it comes to real estate?
1: 2023, this was one of the most challenging years in the GTA that right. I've had in my 20 odd years uh, right. in real estate. Uh, one of the funniest statistics is that overall, in GTA, in resale homes, uh, there was just about sixty-five, sixty-seven thousand 67,000 homes sold. And there's about 80,000 realtors. So, uh, yeah. in terms of the industry, there was less than one transaction per realtor. The right. last time that we had these kind of numbers was when I started back in 20, uh, 2003. We had 20 yeah, years ago. 000. Yeah, About 20 years ago, 21 years ago almost, uh, we had the the 65,000. But back then, there was only 18,000 realtors. So uh, even with the- It's been challenging. Yeah. It it was challenging.
0: But you know what? So I also noticed that a lot of people, and it's just, it's, you know, we kind of, this is the market, right? We go with where the market goes. Mm -hmm. And what I find is that this year, I found a lot of people- uh, reaching out to me for rentals. And I think that because the interest rates are high, or sorry, last year, because the interest rates are high, a lot of people were just saying, look, we've got the down payment, we're ready to go, but we don't want to purchase right now because the rates are like at 6 7%. Mm-hmm. So we're going to rent for another year. So I found uh, doing a lot of rentals, actually, more than I'm used to uh, last year for that reason. Uh, and even this year, I think until the rates come down, I think we're probably going to be seeing more of the same.
1: Uh, I think you're right. People have to live somewhere. So if they're not buying, they're gonna be renting. Um, there's gonna be some type of absorption in the market for a roof over their heads. I, right. but I do think, I think a lot of people, a lot of it is mindset. I think, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a total believer in that you marry the house, not the interest rate. Right. For the last seven, eight years, it's been a seller's market and buyers yes. couldn't, like they couldn't get into and it. In
0: a very strong seller's market.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. insanely strong. Hundred uh, yeah. percent. Now that I've
0: been we- to I've been to offer presentations where there's been sixty offers.
1: Wow, I've heard about things like that. I've yeah. been in office where there's fifteen to twenty. 60 yeah. is a lot. Wow. Yeah, but yeah, that, that shows you how the demand that we have in the GTA now in the last year, year and a half. Actually, marks will be two years since the uh, since the federal government started raising the interest rate. In any mm-hmm. case, uh, this has been a buyer's market. Like, this you think do you, time- think, so? Do you really I think, think so I,
0: I, I think're think. I, th- I think we're like more of a balanced market than a buyer's market because I mean, if you look at the values today, right yeah. let's just talk about mississauga Oakville area. Mm-hmm. if you're looking at like a freehold townhouse, like an entry level freehold townhouse, no, no maintenance fees, you're still touching a million dollars. Over even shot. even with with their lower prices, right? Yes. Uh, and right now, I mean, it's not happening often. But even in this market, there are situations where you'll have multiple offers on a property. Yes, you're not getting twenty offers, but you're getting two to three offers. Yeah. If the home looks if the home looks nice, is priced right?
1: Yes. And right. Been, and that's also subject to the idea that the interest rate hasn't changed in the last five announcements. So yes. again, it's going back to mindset. People are getting a little bit more confident. I know there's a lot of vented up demand. What I'm seeing is, is the, the reason I think it's a buyer's market, when the interest rates start to go down, you're going to see the prices escalate again. Very fast. That's, that's my fear. I, I yeah. personally think it's already expensive. Like you mentioned, you're over a million dollars yeah. in the townhouse. right? Uh, in order to get a million dollars with $200,000 down, Minimum of 20%, $800,000. Family income's got to be in the 150s, the 170s. No, I
0: think it's more. I think probably more now
1: because of the stress and everything. The stress is, yeah. I think we're looking over two.
0: We're looking over two for sure, yeah.
1: And how many people in the GTA as a family is making that kind of money? But yeah. I think it's it's town- interesting
0: you mentioned that I, I saw an I saw like this video it was going viral, it was a guy who recently immigrated to Canada and he was working in some sort of like a IT job, and he was saying that his combined income is him and his wife working were making two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and he was saying that for them they could they could afford like a starter townhouse, yeah. and he's like if that's what two hundred fifty thousand dollars gets you it's not worth it he's like we we you know this quality of life is just not what we expected. So the video was viral because he was saying, I've been here for like three, four years, and I'm moving. I'm going back somewhere else, wherever he came from. Yeah. But he's like, "Canada's not what you know, it was promised to be because of the cost of living, because of the quality of life. So mm-hmm. you're right. I mean, with the high rates, I mean, the affordability is still pretty crazy. It
1: is. And the funny thing is, it's, it's going to get worse. <laughs> oh, you think so? Right. I Interesting.
0: Think Why like, do you think that? A lot
1: of, there's a lot of things that, that that's gearing up to make a perfect storm in the future. Uh, the interest rates, uh, this has deterred builders from constructing. Yes. So we have a Cancel shortage. Cancel projects. Yep. A lot of projects have been delayed or outright canceled. Yeah. Uh, so this is going to compound the effect of shortages. So, right. and I also have a small construction company and I know the cost of construction. Wow. Has it gone through the roof? So what I mean to say from that is the builders, when they do produce something, it's not going to be cheaper right? Uh, wood is more expensive. Steel is more expensive. The labor is more expensive. So the cost of production, even that scale is higher than what it was. So there's, yeah. right? So I, I don't it, see. It, but
0: even, out. even, I mean, it's interesting you mentioned that because even with, you know, Doug Ford coming out and saying, we're going to build a million homes or 800,000 or whatever yeah. it is. Uh, I, I read sure. uh, something about that, that it's not, that easy. You can't just say, look, we're going to build $800,000 homes. So let's do it. You're going to be competing for those supplies with the world, right? Because everybody is looking for the same sort of things to build homes. And so effectively the cost of those things are going to go up and where you're thinking like, Hey, look, the cost of making a house today, based on that cost, we'll build a million. Once you adjust inflation and the demand and the supply and all that stuff, maybe you'll get to like half of what you're thinking in the next 10 years is what I heard.
1: If they get half of that one million, I'd be right. very surprised. Very surprised. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, again, for all the things that you just mentioned, all those reasons, and yeah, I don't think like I don't think uh, we're uh, like the GTA especially, and of course the GTA. I I believe like I know people all over Canada are going to be hearing this, and they're probably going to get upset. But the GTA <laughs> is the backbone of Canada. Right, Uh, Right. I believe. So it's very difficult here. I feel for our children, you know, without going to the bank of mama and papa, (laughs) for them to buy a house in the GTA is going to be very, very difficult. So
0: do you want to take a guess at how many first-time homebuyers in the last couple of years, what percentage of first-time homebuyers were actually helped by family?
1: I would say a very high number. Just 30%? Oh, no, I think 30%. I think it's one care about I, I probably yeah, think it's so? to 50 to 60%. Right. They had some type of.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's, I think. Right? First on buyers, if they're doing it on their own merit, all the props to you, but you're going to be doing it at a very later. Like, you're going to be in your mid-30s before you do it.
0: Yeah, well, I mean that's the reason why a lot of these people also kind of like moved out of the GTA, right? It was because yeah. it wasn't practical to live here, so you know it kind of they ventured out to the the outskirts of the GTA to Guelph and whatnot, yeah. and purchased properties. Then inflated the prices way high over in those areas as well. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, I don't know if you know, there's a group on Facebook, and it's 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 specifically for assignment sales. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's yes. a very busy group. Yes. Right. So yeah. there's somebody always posting that, you know, we booked this new home and, uh, you know, this is how much we paid for it. And now we're willing to sell it for this much because we just can't get the mortgage for it or whatever the reasons are. Right. Mm-hmm. And the thing that completely just it kind of scares me is that a lot of times you'll see people posting assignments and saying, look, I book this house in in cities. Or little towns I've never heard of in my life, right? <laughs> so I heard of Shelburne recently. Uh, there was I don't know I can't even remember the names, but so people have booked these homes, but not for low prices for massively high inflated prices. Like so, a detached home in a town like an hour and a half, an hour away from from Toronto in Ontario, but an hour hour and a half away from Toronto and. They booked like a detached house for like $1.5 or $2 million. Oh. And I'm just like, that is insane. Like at some point, the average person in the GTA was thinking it's a good idea to book a $2 million house an hour and a half away from Toronto. And now, obviously, the banks aren't going to give you the mortgage for it, no. right? It's not going to happen. And you have put a deposit of like two to $300,000. So the scary okay, in the GTA, it's like, okay, you know what? I got to bite the bullet. I got to find a way to close private lending, whatever it is, you know, I got to go through the tough times, hold on to it. Maybe in two years time, I'll recoup, you know, whatever money, you know, the value has come down, whatever losses in terms of the depreciation of the value. But when you're talking about outside of the GTA, that's dangerous territory. When you're talking, you know, 2 million, $1 million homes in Barry or whatever it is, I mean, the risk of like those values not coming up for another decade, that's, that's real.
1: Yeah, it is like, and that's very unfortunate. A lot of people, all the speculators, are like. <laughs> I feel for them. I have yeah. a few clients that are in the same kind of a, same kind of boat, and I don't want to say I told you so, because like I don't want to be that. Kind. But, the, the but, problem... but but
0: I mean, I mean there are people who got kind of hooked onto this whole speculative, speculative investing, oh, sure. right? So, there's people who were just like, okay, I'll book a condo wow. or whatever it is. And in two years' time, before I get possession, I'll sell the assignment and I'll make money on it. And they've been doing that for the last, what would you say, eight years, seven years? Yeah. I'd
1: say so right? years, yeah.
0: And so, it had, become like, it had become like this thing, like, oh, I've done it like a couple of times. Why wouldn't it work this time? And now they're stuck. Right. Who's a thought, like Bank of Canada said, we're in a low rate environment for a very long time and all of a sudden we're at six, seven percent. So if you go on that, if you go on that group on Facebook, you'll see these and you just reflective of, you know, the public sentiment, you read the comments and people are just like, you're dreaming. You're not going to get the money you're looking for.
1: Oh, for sure. I'm actually on, I don't know if it's the same one, but I'm on a couple of them and, you know, what? I don't even go on them anymore. It's yeah. so scary. It's pretty, like, it's where we depressing. deal for these people. Yeah. they're losing right. hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Uh, everybody, <laughs> almost everybody, is just saying we're foregoing our deposit. Right. You know, and
0: and, 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 and then I and I think the the scary part about this, other than the fact that the values have depreciated so much, is that there's really no way for us to have an accurate idea of how much of those situations are out there. Right. Like so, for example, when something sells or when you buy or sell real estate, you know, resale, there's a record of it with Treb, right? Like so you know how much it's sold for, how many it is the market, and blah, blah, blah. But when you talk about assignment sales, selling for a loss or selling it back to the builder or whatever it is, there's no public registry system where you can go in and check to see, like, okay, you know, this is the situation with assignments. So it's 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 like the enemy that's unknown, <laughs>
1: sort of yeah.
0: like you don't know like how bad it is because it's not public knowledge, right? Like nobody's tracking this stuff.
1: Hundred uh, percent. It's it's scary when the builders four years later are selling it for the same price that they sold it on their launch. That's happening um, a lot. Right. That's happening so, a lot. Yeah. Right. And if builders are doing this, who are understood to have deep pockets, if they're starting to do this, this is this is a, a scary, scary scenario.
0: Yeah. Um, so what are your what are your thoughts on the interest rates uh, going down? I mean, I'll tell you what I've heard, and then you can tell me if you know you're kind of hearing sure. the same or different. So I, you know, I've subscribed to a lot of these newsletters from different sort of financial, uh, you know, analysts and whatnot. And what I'm hearing is that we're going to start seeing the interest rates start to go down Q3 of this year sometime. Uh, And they're not going to go down slowly. So you know how the rates went up like over a period of a year. Uh, But when they do go down, they're going to go down much faster. And eventually, let's just say by next summer, not this summer, summer 2025, we're looking at like 2.5 is what I'm hearing. What, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Okay. Uh, I hope what you said is <laughs> comes to pass. Uh, I, think, I think we're going to have rating drops a lot quicker than Q3. I think the first one most probably will be in April, if not in March. April, okay. Okay. Uh, but I, I don't think it's gonna drop as quickly as it went up. Um, if you look at averages actually in reality are in the GT for the last 80 years, it averages about six and a half to seven and a half percent right For uh, the last eighty years, eighty eight zero okay okay right? So it's just that we've we're just so used to being at two percent, one and a half percent for so long and I think that's one of the reasons. That were in this mess. The interest rates were held low for too long, and there was COVID, international, whatever, whatever reasons that they did this. But economics 101 says when interest rates are low for too too long, hyperinflation sets in. Yeah, hyperinflation. You're going to run into problems. And that's what we went through. Uh, you, know,
0: you, know, you know, another thing of concern, um, I'm not trying to scare the listeners, but I mean, these are just things that are popping up in my hem- head randomly, uh, that if you compare us to our closest neighbor, the U.S., for example, in U.S., the real estate industry, or not really the real estate industry, but the construction industry, makes up roughly about 4% of the workforce. That's in mm-hmm. the U.S., right? Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, when real estate is slow, it affects them. But in Canada, it's like 8%. I even think it was like eight or eight point five percent or something like that. That's a big chunk of your economy, right? So okay. for a long time Canada's been kind of I think and I think that the incentive for Canada was there to keep the interest rates low because a, a big chunk of the economy was depending on real estate, right? For people to invest and all that stuff. So uh with that gone, I mean, you know, the there's a concern that if you have if you have a slowdown in this industry, the construction industry, not only are real estate prices going to come down, but you're going to have a lot of people that are going to be unemployed because that's a massive chunk of your employment, of your total employment.
1: Oh, 100%. Plus, it's not just the construction aspect. Real estate is such a vibrant force that it ripples over into sofas, 100%. Uh, furniture, appliances. you heard of bad boy furniture, right? Yeah, I heard. They yeah. failed to fulfill their... Uh, bankruptcy procedures or whatever they had yeah. to do. So they're not officially considered bankrupt, unfortunately. okay, yeah. So they had till right. the 24th to put in how they're going to pay off their debtors and whatnot, and they failed to do so. So, right. yeah. Uh, case in point, furniture furniture stores. Like, everything right. takes effect with real estate. And I totally understand where you're coming, where you're saying the government kept it low to keep it thriving, the real estate market. Uh, yeah. But... It's hard. I just don't want to blame the government either. This is a very hard balancing act. Anytime that we've had any issues in the real estate market, it wasn't exterior for, it wasn't like natural. The government had to step in, right, right. Uh, to do things. Now, this this was just affecting too much. They're saying inflation has dropped to 3% or uh, two, just under 3% or 3.1 was the last number. Uh, I even think that's warped, man, to be honest with you. I don't think that's true.
0: (laughs) So when they say that inflation has dropped to 3%, uh, we have to keep in mind that a good chunk of that, again, this is something I probably read maybe in November last year, but about 30% of that inflation is the interest on mortgages.
1: It's high percentage. I don't think it's one third, but yes, uh, it it is material that's uh, that's hyped up the numbers. Uh, What do you call it for sure? Interest everywhere, like... I've been saying this for a long time uh, to anybody that would listen in North America or Canada anyways. uh, The elimination of the middle class is happening, (laughs) right? Uh, The rich are getting richer. I don't know. During all of this time, Loblaws is showing outrageous numbers. Record, Uh,
0: record profits, right?
1: Like Walmart, all the big companies are doing insane amounts and the middle class is getting, you know, unfortunately Crushed. crushed. Right. We like Canada was built on the middle class, but now it's 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 getting crushed is the best word.
0: You know what? We got to we got to talk. I mean, I don't think we'll have enough time to talk about it in this podcast. We'll talk about it again. But, you know, the whole idea of, um, you know, these this sort of being like, you know, when we talk about what the West, the U S Canada, you know, the West European countries kind of being the economic hub of the world, you know, that landscape is shifting as well. Uh, We keep hearing repeatedly about the global South, global South, and so on and so forth. Um, We'll talk about a detail, I guess, in another podcast, but I keep hearing that, you know, there will there's a prediction that there will come a time where for a better quality of life, people will actually do a reverse migration and go to places like Brazil, go to places like different parts of South America where the quality of life is on a, on, a, on an incline. It's rising. And because the economies over there are getting better and so on and so forth. So it'll be interesting. It's oh, oh, started see what already. I, I think yeah. it's
1: already started. Uh, it's very It's very small, incremental. Uh, right. I was reading that last year in 2023. Uh, oh, actually, it wasn't for the full year. It was again at the end of November, early December, that there was an ex- uh, There was 500,000 Canadians had flexed. Right, 500,000 Canadians have flexed. The vast yeah. majority did go to the U.S., but right. a lot of uh, a lot of people are like what you, the story that you were talking about at the beginning of the of the, of the podcast. Quality, yeah, yeah, right? the quality people, of life. Yeah. yeah, the quality of life. See, people come to Canada for three things, but we'll talk about it on another on uh, another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all like we'll get into too much. Open a can of worms. Right. <laughs> We're not gonna have enough time for. Right. But it, but the people leaving Canada is becoming a reality.
0: Right, right.
1: when people used to want to come to Canada, right? Uh, it's 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 shifting. It's very minor right now, but it's begun. Yeah. And yeah. that's the problem,
0: which is why I kind of understand, uh, you know, in hindsight, like and I, and I understand why Dubai had gone out of its way to like, you know, get off of oil and build these mega cities wow. to become attractive to the rest of the world, you know, come mm-hmm. live here, work here, invest here and so on and so forth. Saudi Arabia is on the on the same track. Mm-hmm. Qatar had the World Cup. Why would you have, you know a world cup. Well, it was for attention. They just well, wanted the world to know, like, look, we have nice, clean, you know, quality of life or whatever it is. Come yeah. consider us and so on and so forth. So wow. yeah, who knows? We'll talk about it in another podcast. But yeah, so mm-hmm. for this year, um, I mean, obviously nobody can predict what's going to happen in the real estate market, but what's a realistic expectation of what we can expect in 2024 for real estate?
1: I think uh, the interest rates, the probability of them coming down is a lot higher than the probability of it going up. Uh, That's one. Once the interest rate drops half percent to a percent, the GTA market is going to blow up. Like, I I feel it in my bones, right? It's just a winning game. There's just so much fented up demand.
0: Uh, And can I tell you why? Can I tell you why that's going to (laughs) happen? As soon as people know that, okay, the rates are now on a downward trend, Mm -hmm. right? Get in the market, buy something, get a variable rate, and yeah. from that point on, the rates are just going to go down mm-hmm. and your life's just going to get better while the values of the property are going to go up. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a direct correlation. I mean, you can't argue that when the interest rates are high, property values go down. When they're low, the property values go up. So you're right. I agree with you on that one. As soon as people know for sure the rates are coming down, that's yeah. it. they're jumping in with both feet wow. and I can see the situation turning into, you know, what it was like a year, or two years ago, multiple offers and all this other sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I'm kind of on the same page with you uh, on that. Um, all right. So I think uh, that's good for our first podcast okay. of uh, the January, 2024. And uh, I look forward to doing more of these with you uh, until next Thursday. Huh? Take care of yourself. You too. Thanks. All right.